Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Am I Being Unreasonable podcast by Mumsnet, in association with Silent Pool Gin. Cheers. I'm Lucy Porter, and am I being unreasonable to use a toilet brush? No, you're not, Lucy. I love toilet brushes. I'm Asma Mir, and I'm definitely not being unreasonable to think that cornflakes just taste different these days. They do, don't they? They're just not the same. This podcast is your definitive guide to one of the UK's most loved and lauded forums, courtesy of Mumsnet. And Lucy and I come together every week with the help of celebrity and expert guests to celebrate Am I Being Unreasonable and its users. Sounds more than reasonable to me. Hello, we're back with another episode of the ABU podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us. We have been reading and loving the threads posted mm-hmm. on the forum over the last couple of weeks and we picked a few subjects to get stuck into. Today we're going to ponder the questions asked by our kids which frankly leave us lost for words. And we are left open-mouthed at some of the frankly ludicrous work demands out there. Open-mouthed and furious in my case. <laughs> now every parent or... Anyone who knows a child will have been faced with the kind of question no one can answer. Whether it's because you simply don't know why the sky is blue or if you don't want to say why the man sitting next to you is so fat. Oh, that's happened. Yes, me too. (laughs) But whatever they are, they're all comedy gold to us, which is why we love this thread. Am I being unreasonable to ask what questions your DCs, darling children, asked which left you lost for words? And this was started by someone who's got a seven-year-old DD, darling daughter, who strutted into the living room and said the following Mum, you know I never ever want a boyfriend I never want to be married and I do not want to have babies so that means I'm going to live with you forever and ever and ever (laughs) (laughs) and um, and then the daughter goes on to say but not really forever because you're going to get old and then you'll be dead I'll probably ask Lexi her cousin to come and live with me then I'm having your room though (laughs) and this started a sort of thread about things that children say to you that leave you speechless basically and a lot of them were you know questions that you can't answer like uh, someone's son asked them if fish ever get seasick <laughs> you're like that is a really good question and one that I can't even google oh well forget it then um, someone's daughter once brought them some mouthwash to open and asked how does it know you're an adult such a good question so I mean good. such a good <laughs> um, this was my absolute favourite so this was someone's darling son who was then around four who said why do the windows taste different today <laughs> And she says the implication of this was not just that my son had licked the window, but that he did it with enough regularity to have some sort of window-flavoured database. <laughs> the answer to the question was that darling husband had just cleaned the windows. Oh, <laughs> I just thought that's goodness. amazing. It's that time of the year again. My youngest daughter asked if I was on the Titanic. Oh, I've had that. <laughs> I've had Did You Write With a Quill? <laughs> Do you remember the fire of London? 
All of those. How old are you, Lucy? I do sometimes feel that old. What else have you had, though, personally? I mean, what about the ones... They're always about bodily functions, aren't they? Yes. Um, Because my daughter's three and she, you know, she's obsessed by poo and pee. Obviously she is. Of course. And in a very, very loud voice, you know, in the nursery playground, she asked me the other day, uh, why does poo come out of your back bum and not your front bum? Mm. I mean, I don't really know the yeah. answer to that well we had yeah a similar thing which is why do you have know. different holes yeah which then led me to explain what a cloaca is which chickens have you know chickens just have the one everything I just comes in that. and out the one way basically you see oh my um, yeah, this is a whole new podcast that's a new word that my daughter cloaca. now knows cloaca because you know when they ask you a question and then you you think oh well i will treat them like a, a grown-up and yeah. i'll just expect yeah, and then you realize yeah you've got into a whole world this is a on that subject of intimate function someone uh, on the forum and I love this said my my DD1 my darling daughter one was having the, my first darling daughter like my eldest daughter I'm just explaining these things as we go for anyone who doesn't know anyway uh, my daughter was having the birds and the bees talk and at the end asked when you and dad next have sex can I watch <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not unreasonable it's not an unreasonable one can I um, this I absolutely love this one for anyone who has as I do a child who will not let anything go and constantly questions you this was brilliant I thought Um, I was once given the Spanish Inquisition by my six year old niece who'd been to a party why does everyone say pin the tail on the donkey when it's blue tack really good question (laughs) why did Jaden's mummy cover my eyes I can close my eyes you know (laughs) Why did she spin me round? Why couldn't I see the scarf when it was right in front of my eyes? And the the lovely woman who's written this said, and when I'd done my best to answer all of this, the final question was, how did the donkey lose his tail? Oh, God. And I'm Such exhausted. A good question. I know. I'm exhausted. I know. You must have had... Um maybe when your kids were younger, uh, where they start looking at your body and one day she just said to me, Mummy, what are those fat things? And she's kind of pointing in this direction. I was like, these are my boobs. (laughs) And she said, oh, right. And she said, but what about the things underneath? I said, those are extra boobs. (laughs) I've got some on the back as well. I've got boobs everywhere. You could want boobs, really. I've got thigh boobs. But they make you very aware of your um, your body, shall yes. we say, all oh, those extra yes. bits. Yes. Why are you so wrinkled, Mummy? Yeah. You must have you must have worried a lot, Mummy, because you've got so many worry lines. And I was like, yes, I have since I had you. Uh, but they also always like to ask these questions when you're on public transport as well. Well, I the find. old why is that person so fat? <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, I think every everyone oh, must have had that at God. some point. And uh, you so know, what do you say? That hasn't happened to me yet, but it will today probably. Yeah, no, it will. It, it will yeah. inevitably at some point. And uh, well, you could try doing what I do, which is just going. Um, bleh, bleh, yeah, bleh, bleh. Here's some Peppa Pig, quick. Yeah. Oh. I know. I mean, you do sort of. Oh. I mean, I think we once had. Uh, is that man so fat because he ate too many sweets? Oh no! And I because then I was thinking what because I think my husband had said if you eat too many sweets you get fat, which is a sort of true statement. But I am very oh. anxious about creating. Yeah, it's all so complicated now, isn't it? Yeah. And because you, you don't want to use the word fat, no. Eh? No, unless you're talking about yourself. Uh, well, I know Me. about your, your boobs and your <laughs> yeah. back boobs and your knee boobs and your thigh boobs. But uh, 
Yeah, it's a. I mean, that one is just the hardest thing. Why has that lady got a moustache? Oh gosh, we had that one, and then why have you got a moustache? Yeah. Well, I've not been for my threading yet. Yeah. Sorry, I'm busy. I think what you have to do, isn't it, is you have to say, "We'll talk about this later." <laughs> Much later. Yeah. When you're 15. Oh god, it's so awful though. But I mean, because I have also been the one that someone else's child. Has, I mean, because I've had. Oh god. Often I get, "Why is that lady so short? Look, mummy, that lady's about my height." And, you know, and I always look back and laugh and then go home and cry. Oh, God. I've had <laughs> I've had two children say to me, maybe a year after giving birth, so really, you know, quite a long time, is there a baby in that lady's mm. tummy? Yes. It's like, no, just lots of cream cakes. I know, I've had that as well. <laughs> and the problem is it's the parents who are mortified and you're fine with it but yeah. they have to you know it's the price you pay as a parent though is just I mean the mortification I've suffered with my children public nudity um, <laughs> hang on yours or theirs mine oh no it's a long story it was, uh, we were baby swimming and my oh no my son ran out of the changing room and I was kind of halfway through getting changed <laughs> and I kind of ran out my towel was slipping and I'm on the poolside and the people who are bringing their children in for the next lesson are just looking horrified. But I was like, well, he can't swim. And if he runs out yeah. there... I mean, in hindsight, they were lifeguards. But... <laughs> in hindsight, get a leash. Oh, in hindsight, don't go baby swimming is the absolute lesson there. <laughs> it's just not worth it. That's that's going to be one of my aboos. Abu to not bother teaching children oh. to try and swim until they're about eight. The Am I Being Unreasonable podcast by Mumsnet in association with Silent Pool Gin. Cheers. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now, something that will always, always, always prove some delicious schadenfreude is when people talk about nightmare scenarios at work. And that's because we all, let's face it, have at least one boss, maybe 100, Mm -hmm. in our back catalogue who ruled with a deranged rod of iron. So we couldn't resist delving into the thread, able to ask, what's the most ludicrous demand your work has made of you. Oh, do you know, and I started off reading this and I thought, oh, this would be a fun, light-hearted thing. And oh, I ended no. up being furious. I was like, viva la revolution! <laughs> we must rise up and seize the means of production. Because there's some awful things. It was started off by a poster who said, I left a job a few months ago that insisted I print off and file every email with clients, even though all emails with clients also had to be saved in files on a server. Oh. And it really was every email, including emails arranging meetings. Oh. And she says, surely there must be 
be other ridiculous workplaces out there. And oh my goodness, it turns where, out there was. Where the hell was this? Anyway, yes, loads and loads of people uh, relate to this because we all have horrible bosses. Mm. I have to wait for authorization to access the internet. What? <laughs> every single time I waste 30 minutes every morning waiting for the office manager to receive the notification that I want to log on and for him to authorise it every single effing morning. Ridic! It is, well, you know, productivity is, because a lot of these ones, you just go, well, the, you know, you're defeating the object of these rules, which is presumably to boost productivity. Someone else had a new manager who wanted, uh, wanted everyone to put their hands up (laughs) if they needed to go to the loo or get a drink. Uh, okay. And someone else who had a manager who required us to announce both when we were leaving the room and where we were going. I'm going to get some water or I need to speak to a colleague next door about some work, etc. The manager lost enthusiasm for it when one of my colleagues stood up and announced, I'm going for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you would do. You totally it? would, wouldn't you? Um, here's another one. I worked in an office where we were only allowed one pen at a time. When it ran out, oh my God, what? You had to take it to a director who would test it to see if it was really empty. <laughs> you sad people. My dad How used to you do, do that. that My people? dad used to say, if you just roll it around in your hands, you warm up the barrel <laughs> and then you can get more life out of it. He was, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted my dad as a boss, I'll be honest. Uh, this woman, I said, I once had a boss who told me to get my long hair cut short as she didn't like long hair. Uh, that's overstepping the mark slightly, but, but, isn't it? But I'm slightly speechless at that. The thing is, I think, you read through this thread and you think most people, are, you know, you sort of go, oh, it's just ridiculous and, you know, how do you kind yeah. of get, get away with it? But I've always been so terrified of being told off yeah, yeah, yeah. that when I've been in jobs like that, I had a temp job and the office manager would not let you, you couldn't have any post-it notes. Like they had this really like mad thing about post-it notes with the work of the devil and people used to sneak them in from home because they found <laughs> them useful and they were found and discarded and you weren't allowed to have um, coats anywhere. Like you weren't allowed to have your coat on your chair why? Um, yeah, I don't know, but I oh was very, uh, very nervous and very scared and I obeyed all the rules. And then one day the boss came tearing out of his office with cocaine <laughs> all over the underside <laughs> of his nose. And at that point I thought, you know what, I really am obeying a lot of rules that have been made by somebody who's on drugs. <laughs> So you got your coat. Was it that velvet one? <laughs> Shut up about the velvet coat. It was. It might. It might have been the velvet coat. Uh, producer Amanda once worked in an office where the boss wouldn't let more than three people talk, have a conversation, <laughs> in case they were plotting his downfall. That is mad paranoia, what isn't it? What the heck is wrong? I know. Well, I used to have um, a boss who monitored our phone calls, which at the time I thought was really unusual. But now, like I know loads of people who go, "Oh yeah, no, you, you know, bosses drop in, especially if you're in a call centre." I got a friend who works in a call centre, oh. and said, "Yeah, they just sometimes they can just eavesdrop on your calls, which is." You know, I just think it's unbelievable how, uh, you know, how much people put up with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can I just say, this is quite a gross one, though. (laughs) Someone shared, this is not really about a boss, actually, so it shouldn't technically stand, but I just liked it. Someone has a colleague who drapes their running gear around the office on radiators. And he was told again today that draping sweaty running tights around the office was antisocial and unhygienic. He had a massive strop. 
but after about half an hour, he removed them and proceeded to sulk for the rest of the day. This is a middle-aged man, not a teenager. Oh, my goodness. I worked, once worked in an office, yeah, where someone would come in every day. And I don't know what the towel was, but it was a... Gr- of course, it had to be grey, didn't it? Kind of the colour of the walls in here, but this is much nicer. A grey towel that, we, that they would drape across not even their desk, but someone else's desk every single day. Oh, it's like, why would you... Yeah. Do, why would you think that was okay? And it stank. Of course it stank. Yes. Oh, God, I know. The I way know. that hairdressers' towels smell. <laughs> oh, you've made me a little bit... Oh, I'm sorry. I've gone. Yeah. It's like when we found the um, the toenails on the floor outside the studio. Oh, yes, not, we did. Let's not dwell on that. Um <laughs> Uh, Bosses should have to go through a test, don't you think? Some kind of psychological testing. Well, some of these are you mad? Did make me really cross, actually. And oh, you God. just think the abuse you got your pack. cross face on. Oh, I, there was so there's a woman here who was on holiday in America with her mum on September uh, the 11th. We were due to fly back on September the 12th, but due to all international flights being cancelled, we didn't get on a plane until five days later. My boss was lovely and said I didn't need to cancel my Christmas holiday dates or take it unpaid. My mum's boss made her take the extra days unpaid. You just go, that is an absolute argument for overthrowing... The, the dictatorship. <laughs> there's this one. I love this one, though. So uh, this is someone who... Okay, let's turn this slightly on its head. I confess, one April Fool's Day, I put up notices on all all the loo doors saying that employees had to sign in and sign out of the loo, noting times of arrival and departure. There was uproar. <laughs> the managing director got involved and had to officially deny that this was company policy. Luckily, no one knew it was me. Some of our other policies were so daft that apparently this one didn't seem out of place. <laughs> we had... Um, I once had a, a boss who left passive-aggressive notes everywhere and um, it was just, you know, constantly like, please can you remember to turn all the monitors off at the end of the thing? And you're like, okay, yeah, fine, some of them are fine. But like the in the kitchen was just absolutely festooned with them. And there was one day where she wrote a little poem on the fridge and it said, don't steal my food, it's really rude and puts me in a rotten mood. <laughs> and someone just wrote, fuck off, Linda, at the bottom of it. <laughs> You're annoying and your poetry is shit. Yes. (laughs) You know what I have to say? This is making you angry, but it's making me feel better about pretty much everywhere I've ever worked. Yeah. So this is a positive exercise. No, I haven't had it that bad now. Yeah, right. Well, I'm still, if anyone, you know, if anyone wants me to come down to their office, because also now being self-employed, I'm a terrible boss and a terrible employee. (laughs) I'm I'm a lazy employee and a very Do you write notes to yourself? I do. I'm furious (laughs) with myself half the time. But um, Do some bloody work. I have no fear now. So if anyone does want me to come into their place of work Damn and say, right. look, this, this could be a thing, couldn't it? That, mm-hmm. uh, because what are they going to do to me? Nothing. I'm it's a an entire Channel 4 series, kind yeah. of like Mary Portas yes. type. Yeah, do it. This is I'd it. Watch. I'll just go in and tell people's bosses to bugger off. That'd be great. <laughs> it's the ABU A-list adjudicator of the week. And now joining us on the phone is this week's A-list adjudicator. It's comedian and bake-off maverick, the one and only James Acaster. Hiya, James. Hello, how are you? Really good. Very much looking forward to finding out a bit more about your... um, well, your sense of reasonableness, I suppose. Uh, I've got no, I've got no idea how these how these are going to go. Would you say you are a reasonable person in general life? We all think we are, don't we? But, like, I don't... I haven't got a clue. You know, I always think I am, and then I get in a relationship, and often that person will tell me that I'm not. So you, you, that's how you learn the hard way. Well, you do, you don't are, you? Not. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. Another set of eyes on it. Maybe I'm not so uh, reasonable. I think this is why I, I have stayed married for so long. It's because at least, it, you know, the unreasonableness has been established in this relationship now. <laughs> and I don't great. need someone new to tell me other things that I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, so we're going to give you some uh, quick-fire dilemmas, James, and uh-huh. you yes. can tell us whether uh, the people are being reasonable or not. So, uh, And if you can use our favourite acronyms, YABU, if the question is yes. unreasonable, and YANBU, if it's not. So f- let's start speak anyway. Yeah. Exactly, YABU. <laughs> if we could only just converse in acronyms all the time, it would save us all a lot yeah. of time and effort, wouldn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> so my first one is, am I being unreasonable to not buy a second-hand car um yeah the one that's that's known yeah as in the person is not being unreasonable there's a lot of double negatives here they're not being unreasonable to not buy a second hand car so to not buy i don't think you're being unreasonable no i think that's fine do you have a new car yourself or do you uh, no i don't drive i I, i've written off a series of cars and do not drive anymore but uh I, i would say Still, it's fine to not want to buy a second-hand car. Okay. I think in your case, you should always buy a second-hand car if you're going to write them <laughs> off. But uh, well, yeah, well, not well, driving. I'm, I'm, yeah, thank you very much. I think because uh, I'm a terrible driver. Good of me. And I, I think more people should just make that decision. My mum did. My mum just yeah. said, I can't drive, so I'm not going to. Um, and yeah. I thought that was a very brave thing to do. I haven't quite been brave enough to do that yet. But um, I know, it's a very easy decision to make. When I looked at my car underneath a pile of logs, I was like, I'm not this on the head. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> OK, here we go, next one. Um, am I being unreasonable to think that teachers should not be drinking on school trips? Oh, uh, Yandu again, obviously. <laughs> So you the think teachers should not be drinking on the school? Be, okay. Have you had any experience of this in your own life of teachers drinking or not drinking? <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Holland with a school band when I was fourteen, and uh, some teachers would drink, would drink every night, and yeah, they were kind of weird, actually. <laughs> so I, I would like sober teachers in charge of the children. Please. Yeah. Fair enough. I think there are some adults you should see. I mean, I'm sure Piers Morgan will rip me apart on that. Uh, We'll back you every (laughs) step of the way. Sure will. Um, Am I being unreasonable to ask you to please help me plan my wedding? Yambu, that was it. Yeah, yeah you you've been Yambu every time. Oh no, you are being unreasonable. We, we're not to ask I'm you. Saying, yeah, to help I'm plan. not helping you plan your wedding. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, am I being unreasonable to ask you to explain the missing ironing board, James? Yeah, Yandu. It's fine. You can you can ask someone to explain the missing ironing board. <laughs> they might not know where it is, but like you're not being unreasonable to ask them. Yeah. Where's, that, where's the ironing board? It's never unreasonable to ask someone, is it? That's uh, I, no, that's fine. I don't see how you could have I mean, given another answer there. Yeah, yeah. And right. our final one is: Am I being unreasonable to think what fresh hell is this? <laughs> that's all we've got for you today. Yeah, Yandu. That's fine. That's fine to think that. I think that every day. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. I have to say, this has been about as clear and as logical as your baking. Seriously. Especially that thing that you threw on your table. Oh, that wasn't very log- clear and logical. What the heck was baking. that anyway? What, the flapjacks? Oh, was it with the flapjacks? Okay. Bake roll flapjacks? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't yeah, yeah. sure because I came to it late and I thought, what the heck is that? Oh, well, then, well, then how was any of this my fault? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you've, if, you, if you've come to it late and then now you're demanding no, explanations, no, no, so I don't no, think no, I'm the one in the no, wrong. No, no, James, no. I believe that when you cook something, people should be able to tell what it is just by looking at it. Call me old-fashioned. I was raising money for cancer, mate. Get off my back. (laughs) 
All right, I'll let you off. Yeah, Yanbu. You yeah. definitely Yanbu. And yanbu, I have to say, yandu. I am neither a baker nor a driver either. So I, <laughs> I feel complete yeah. solidarity with you. And I think you've given entirely the right Goes answers. Hand in hand. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, James, for being our A-list adjudicator. Um, it's very, very kind of you. And I will come to you from now on with all my dilemmas and queries. You're not the only one. Thank you very much. <laughs> there will be another A-list adjudicator next week. Now, although Valentine's Day has well and truly been and gone for another year, when we recorded before, Asma was not happy with the occasion being rammed down her throat, as it were. So we decided to ask the forum users once and for all if Asma was right to hate it or just being an old curmudgeon. We already know she hates anyone having sex during the day. You've made Damn that abundantly clear. Right. How no, dare no they? No afternoon delight when Asma's around. Um, uh, let's see if I'm alone, shall we? Um, right, here's what some of the forum users had to say. Oh, no, it's a lovely romantic time for everyone man buy chocolates man buy flowers man buy underwear man buy dinner man buy teddy bear holding a heart oh woman get <laughs> waxed woman buy card woman be wooed <laughs> see only one of those involves physical pain doesn't it i mean that's the difference there isn't it somebody else said no it's a steaming pile of shite for anyone over the age of 15 unless you're in a film then go ahead. Yes, I hear you, sister. It seems they agree with me, Lucy. Mm. And uh, thanks to those on the forum who pointed out that the question was a bit too late for Valentine's. We did know that. We did yeah, know. Well, honestly, we knew that. We knew that. But uh, we have calendars. But I did say that I include all commercial romance in this. You did. Well, mm. there's only one man's opinion I trust on this matter. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, University Challenge's voice. And the voiceover for this podcast as well. It's Roger Tilling. So, Roger... Is Asma being unreasonable to hate all kinds of commercial romance? Asma, you are being unreasonable. Hang on a second. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. It's. I'm afraid. I demand you, a recount. No, the judge's decision, the Tilling's decision is final. Did you have a hand in this, Porter? I may have. Uh, I may have slipped him a tenner, but uh, that's the definitive answer, Asma. Yabu. Oh, yabu to you as well. Um, that is it for another edition of the Abu Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and thank you to our guest, James. James A. Caster, and we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Am I Being Unreasonable? Brought to you by Mumsnet. Presented by Lucy Porter and Asma Mir, and produced by Amanda Redman. You can contribute to the forum by registering at mumsnet.com. Follow them on Twitter at Mumsnet Towers and Insta at Mumsnet. And get in touch with the podcast by writing to abupod, that's A-I-B-U pod, at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks to Acast for hosting and most of all, thank you for listening. The Am I Being Unreasonable podcast by Mumsnet in association with Silent Pool Gin. Cheers.